Welcome back again to the Heavy Shell Podcast. I'm your host, David Richards, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. I'd like to think we got a good show for you today. Um, we got a lot to get into with Cyberpunk 2077. And um, uh, if you're anything like us, you may be tired of hearing about it by now. We're ready to have this game out and delivered. But before we get into that, we're going to touch on some little interesting events, stories, if you will, or the lighthearted stuff for our before we get heavy into the cyberpunk and crunch and what is life and all that. Uh, <laughs> so first up, uh, Activision Blizzard reports $1.95 billion in revenue for when I first read this, I thought they meant all year. And I was like, dang, congratulations. I mean, the game has been cocaine for me, so it kind of makes sense. But then I saw that quarter three and just Warzone, not just Modern Warfare, but just Warzone. And um, that's impressive. That's a lot of money. So I'm not necessarily well-versed in how much money these kinds of games make. Is there like a, is there like a, I don't know, like a, a an analogy you could use to describe just how big this is? A few years or... ago, it used to be just a billion for a year. Now it's a billion every three months. Okay, see that's yeah, see that. And then if you look, this is one point ninety five billion. So that's two billy. Yeah, a, a little bit off two billy. The the And so the difference remember, it's like one what, bill, five million off, right? <laughs> one billy used to be a pretty big deal. Now we got two okay. billy. So so imagine and in three months um, you get one dollar one year and the next year you get two dollars every three months. I see it now. I'm with you now. Yes. You have just... Welcome to day one of stonks. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um. So, that's been impressive. And we're going to call back to that a little bit later because I may have an angle or talking point with our Cyberpunk conversation around making money because, you know, Cyberpunk's only 60 bucks and that's that. Um, Data reveals that PlayStation 5 is the most desired console in 84%. Of the globe? So 84% of the globe is objectively correct, is what I'm hearing? Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. That is exactly how that's interpreted. You know how, like, every once in a while you see those stats that just make you, like, have a little bit more faith in the human population? Mm -hmm. Is this really one of those for you? Yeah, Yeah, this is one of those for me. Honestly, I think it's because of the design. Because Xbox came out, and it was a design that was just kind of goofy. And PlayStation's design was goofy, but also interesting, right? It was like, oh, that's, that looks kind of weird, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nothing about the new Xbox besides uh, it's next-gen and it's a box. But with the PlayStation, they've been doing stuff like you can, you can change like the paneling on it. Here's how it looks from this side. Here's, you know, they, they've, they've kind of shown it off a little bit more, at least from what I've seen, or they've done a better job of getting them showing it off you know dispersed around internet circles um and i'm not much of a console person and i don't think i've ever gotten a playstation 
but uh, I'm more interested in the PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, a few things. The presentations, when they were showing them off, PlayStation had a much, like, like they pretty much stuck to the usual, like, let's put on a good video, where Microsoft had, like, a Zoom meeting. And it's like, ooh, maybe you guys thought that competition was taking a break off this year. No, not at all. Um, and then from there, the uh, exclusives for PlayStation. I mean, it's just one of those things like PlayStation still is going to have the exclusives. I know a lot of people got excited about Bethesda being bought by Xbox. And a lot of people were being like, oh, look at that. Like, this is a win over PlayStation. Get wrecked, PlayStation. And it's like, where's PlayStation still going to get these games? You're going to try to tell me that they're not going to put another Skyrim on PlayStation 5? They're yeah. going to put Skyrim on PlayStation 5. So PlayStation still has the exclusives. I yeah, they put Skyrim on um on the Switch. Yeah. And yeah. If, if Bethesda is going to put a big title like that on the Nintendo Switch, they're putting it on everything. I, I personally feel like this is less a like big credit and big win for Xbox and more kind of just a, a depressing reflection on Bethesda. <laughs> I, I like I don't see why people are making such a big deal about it because yeah I the likelihood I've, that uh their exclusives are going that they're actually going to get them as exclusives like you guys said I I don't see that and honestly even if they did it just, Skyrim can run on like a pretty meh computer at this point I, it's not that big a deal man you know yeah a, a lot of the stuff I saw around it was like on Twitter would be like. Xbox fan 97 like being like oh this is it PlayStation's going down you know um it's like no not really and so in some ways it almost seems like people are just leaning into the gimmick or the the just having fun with the console wars but it's not really a thing yeah PlayStation's uh... objectively one however Game Pass (laughs) good lord Game yeah, Pass so, is smacking PlayStation around with their PlayStation Now. I think consoles in and of themselves, the PlayStation console is better. But I think when you're looking at services, Microsoft has kind of won that out handedly. Yeah, um, when it comes to Game with, Pass with and such. anything attached to Xbox and their gaming gaming wing, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what Bethesda might do is they might do what the Outer, outer Worlds did. What their devs did with like a we'll, we'll be releasing a few months late, later I guess, uh-huh. on on Sony and they got a ton of crap for that. But then again, I don't think anyone's talked about the Outer Worlds in months. Yeah. So that's I don't know. It kind of made me sad because um, I'm a big fan of this kind of open sandbox games and that just seemed to fall a little bit flat. So mm-hmm. is that because they decided to release later? Maybe, no. You know, you know another no. game that kind of was say. hyped up and then kind of faded shortly after was uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, I uh, myself, the second one, right? What's up? Yeah, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I was heard, even hyped I up a lot for more it, about it. And when it came out, myself and then everyone else collectively, and I think it's because they didn't have online ready yet. So, like, that mm. was kind of a mess up on their part of releasing it without online mode ready. Because I think it was like months down the road before it was. Everyone was kind of playing it and be like, 
I mean, yeah, like we're cowboys now, but uh, this severely limits our options. You can't grid an RBG or get in a helicopter to do X, Y, and Z, you know, like like GTA. I mean, I yeah, can, that's I can wrangle this horse, and then I can wrangle that horse, and I can <laughs> rob that dude. But these are I I did these hear are more laws. about Red Dead Redemption too. What's up? And I did. I did hear more about Red Dead Redemption 2 than I did the Outer Outer Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right that people people are kind of expecting quite a lot from open world games. And if you set yourself in a time period where trains are like, ooh, that's kind of, that's exciting, right? Um, I think you're setting yourself up to, to lose people's interest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, crossing fingers for Cowboys versus... Well- Aliens Red Dead Redemption 2 DLC wouldn't that be awful I mean I mean look actually I don't think it would be yeah, awful like that. they did good with the Cowboys versus Zombies thing um just Cowboys oh, yeah, with they did anything. That. what's up I forgot that they did that <laughs> yeah and so sometimes it's just cool to see that juxtaposition um but with the game as is uh, according to this one story there's a 65 year old man that this is the only video game he plays and he's played it over 30 times just just the story mode. Just just the story mode. Like, can you imagine how his mind's going to be blown once he learns that there's an online mode? I mean, <laughs> I think that I think this man is just the arch boomer, you know? Like he, he's pinnacle boomage. Pinnacle boomage. Because, like, like, boomers love cowboys, man. It's an objective fact, you know? Hey, that's true. Like, we, um, we cowboys... before the show about how... It was just around the time to where they stopped doing cowboy movies. Uh-huh. Because, um, like, in this day and age, I think, well, in my age, I'm 34, there's only been, like, two or three good ones, like Django Unchained, Road 310 to Yuma, whatever it was called. Hmm. And that's only two. <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, you can see this in other industries, too. Like, um, in, in like, uh, antique, uh, antiques as an industry, like old like western era firearms are ridiculously expensive but young people like the younger collectors have no interest in them it's all the old boomers propping up like these old western antique prices right mm-hmm. and when they are gone that value is just gonna be gone you know like boomers they love westerns man they love the yeah. west so, so so this guy is clearly enjoying this game playing it 30 times over um in video games is for all ages is what i try to stress enough like i don't think you're ever too old to play a video game now are there unless any... you're physically incapable yes <laughs> but even Thank then you. there's probably a game we could find for you like a walking simulator microsoft actually does a lot of good work with uh accessibility controllers so um is there any video games that you guys have played multiple times over and over because, yeah. like, it just really hit that spot for you, like it did for this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really um, hit the old boomer itch. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I feel like less so these days, because a lot of the games that have become big time sinks for me, and I think a lot of other people, are games that are sort of designed to... Not be beaten. Uh, yeah, not be beaten. Yeah, there's there's basically a loop uh, as, as a progression model or whatever. What you're trying um, to say is War Thunder? Yeah, War Thunder or GTA or online specifically, or you know, just so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but as a when i was a kid yeah totally you know like um oh god you know what was a really big one it was half-life 2 i've probably beaten half-life 2 like a hundred times did you I round up it. uh yeah a little bit but i used to play that thing <laughs> over and over and over and over yeah for me it's been uh xcom because i had never played something like that before and when i bought it on mobile like there was no real good games on mobile at all and even still since then i feel like i mean i guess you have like what's that one raid shadow legends you got a bunch of these jam-packed things but at the time xcom when it came out on the phone there was nothing like it it was one of the only 20 dollar games and then um I was like, well, if this game is $20, it must be good, you know? I'd like to thank uh, Fogmine for the subscription. Appreciate it. Also, thanks for testing that the uh, subscription button works. It looks like the sound went off, so I'm happy to see that. <laughs> oh, neat. I was too busy looking at the chat to see the cool animation. I yeah, saw yeah. it fade out. <laughs> but that's nifty. And so, um, yeah, XCOM, that was definitely my game, for sure. And... Are you talking about an XCOM in particular or just like No, so XCOM so one? I mean XCOM essentially XCOM one came out on the iPhone and it was just called XCOM. There was no XCOM Enemy Unknown, more specifically. Okay, yeah, because because XCOM one was that like what, ninety two or something like that? Yeah, there's another XCOM like this there's other XCOMs before. I'd never played them, never heard of them. I just played this one on the phone. But essentially it was a full fledged game, like you would get on console. Only difference is the mobile version didn't have the cutscenes for every kind of attack. It would just be like the, you said shoot, we're going to do a little pew pew. You hit them. Okay, there you go. Where on the console, you would see a full, like little short movie and all that stuff. Every time it made an action. Or made a successful kill, for instance. Uh, That game, I've played it on mobile, on Xbox, on PlayStation, on PC. Like every time, no matter what. And multiple times. Also, I think because of the design itself, you get to, I mean, like permadeath mode, Iron Man mode, anything like that, you know, it makes a challenge worth going through again. What about you, Moose? Any games did you? So I haven't, I can probably count on like one hand the number of games that I've finished. Mm-hmm. But in terms of games, which I've started the most number of new playthroughs, it's got to be Fallout New Vegas. Um, that makes sense. Just, you know, it's it's a good role-playing system with a whole lot of opportunity to create, like, a unique character with unique strengths. And so many of the quests have different outcomes that you can play with. Um, I'm, I've never beaten that game. I have put, you know, what, like, 130 hours onto it, which I understand isn't that much, but, I mean, I play mostly, mostly unmodded. Um, and each time I'll get, you know, what, 60% of the way through, if that, and then I'll start over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily what we're looking for. Um, but yeah, like like Luca, besides that, most of the games I play don't have a start or an end. They just kind of have a, a pleh, gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first saw the story, I was like, that's crazy, 30 times. But, and I thought, like... At first, I was like, I only play one game once. But then when we really thought about it, I was like, oh, wait. No, I've beaten XCOM like eight times across all the consoles. Yeah. And sometimes the games, they're just good. They just hit it right. And uh, if anyone in the chat, if you got any particular games that you feel kind of hit that spot, feel free to share. 
Um, in the meantime, we're going to move on to gamer itch. Well, what's up? What about gamer itch? You got a rash? That's what's what going they, on? They scratch it. Okay. There's, there's I, games. I see what you're saying. Oh my God. I uh, thought you were just announcing a rash. I'm like, okay, right time, right place, you know? <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's the latest so STD. I, I don't someone, know if you heard about it. I saw someone in the oh, chat gosh. said that they're stuck at home with COVID. Uh, I hope you don't have it. If you do, that really sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, if you have Nintendo Switch or Wii U, you're like the best off. Um, but have no fear, because uh, gamers have been enlisted to find a COVID-19 vaccine solution. I'm going to link to that, because you might be like, what is he talking about? I'm yeah, you're just link making to stuff that. up now. What's up? You're just making stuff up now. I'm not making it up. I swear, it's in, it's going to be in the chat here very shortly. And it's from Stanford, so it's legit. Uh, you guys may have seen stuff like this back in the day from like PlayStation. I think it was like Fold, PlayStation Fold or Folding. And essentially, everything from like sourcing computing power data to have other people look into these solutions to others like with this, it's actually going to be essentially puzzle solving. So the real scientists and everything set parameters and then everyone else gets to essentially play within those parameters to solve the puzzle. And so when you have all these minds working on it, you're going to come up with some pretty novel solutions like, Oh, no one person would have thought of that, but all these people together, they're making connections where we wouldn't have thought. So the thing that I love about this most of all, is like, um, Sometimes in certain circles, like there, there's an idea, you know, that's kind of like spreading around, you know, uh, and you see this like all over the place, but, you know, in, in like an esoteric corner or whatever, um, there'll be some idea that's spreading around. But, you know, people are like, OK, who came up with this idea? And it'll be credited to like some Internet username as the originator <laughs> of the idea, because, well, it was came up with by some guy posting on, I don't know, like uh, Reddit. something awful forums or Reddit or something you know, yeah, like yeah. three years. Well. More than three years ago for something mm-hmm. awful. But anyway, I love the idea that there are going to be medical papers, right? In which gamer handles might might be cited. Like, I, yeah. I want that. I want oh, that future. I need that. Like, According to a post from Guns and Gamers 87. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you have someone trying to figure out, like, world peace, and it turns out, like, U.S. Papa actually saw that there was a corrupt underbelly between Russian and Chinese relations and da 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 You know, it's like, wait, RS Papa on the Discord as Papa? <laughs> oh my god, dude. It'd be so good. Formerly now, known so- as Spy. Was it S-Spy or was it S-Spy? I think it was just Spy. I don't I don't. I can't remember either. If Polly Bridge has taught me anything... What's up? It's that if you if if Polybridge has taught me anything, it's that if um if you give gamers a, a pretty simple goal and a set of parameters, they will they will not look for the most straightforward solution most times. I mean, people are what, gonna be finding they... funny ways to like completely recode all of human genetics with I this see, little system. I see what you're saying, but someone's gonna be like, hey, get on assignment. But then again, like every gamer is gonna min-max this stuff. They're going to min-max um, this virus. I, I just, I, I want to put it out there that if, I don't 
know how one would possibly do this, but if you could, if you can find a way to rickroll a vaccine somehow, no, I I will. I'm sorry, what? I don't know. You're talking about people finding like weird ways to just slip stuff in there. If someone can like somehow slip in like a hidden message for that kind of just some meme, it would be the best thing on the planet, and I will marry you. I don't so know how you you're do suggesting it. you're suggesting there's a reality that exists <laughs> where the COVID-19 vaccine contains within it a rickroll? <laughs> that's like that's like you I'm sorry, you can't sit here and talk about people recoding the entire human genome and be like no no no, but that that is out of okay. the realm of absurdist possibility. It's not the reason why it's so absurd is because it's like I can imagine no. it could theoretically happen. That's why it's so absurd. Yeah, exactly, and I want that too. I need that reality as well. Come on. Get just on imagining it. the scientists trying to come forward and say, you know, we were like we were just 3 weeks away from having the vaccine, but we were set back because of a meme. <laughs> and we don't the know one how much valid... is Rickroll and how much is actual cure. Um, the, the one yeah, exactly, valid exactly. vaccine. Thank you, Fogmind. Big brain in the chat. I knew who's going to speak at some point. Um, so I wouldn't have had something that was not as crazy as Rickroll to say. Um, but no, essentially, you know, gamers are tasked to save the world. Will it work? I don't know who knows. Um, I I just imagine like the feedback notes they have for this, like when they're turning, like they're clearly supposed to be just solving the puzzle. Like it's not like a, a dev, like the Stanford doctors aren't devs and stuff. And they're just like COVID OP, please fix. Um, (laughs) I like the idea of players sending in feedback. Like, dude, this game is so unbalanced. Come on, man. This isn't realistic at all. Babies completely unaffected. What's going on here? Yeah, you need to work out this. I mean, seriously, unfinished game, one out of ten. But now remember, um, in the beginning of the year, we actually talked. And this is when no one knew how serious to take this stuff. Um, and then we're going to get off the COVID subject because probably a bummer because it's been going on for a while. Um, <laughs> and we're going to move to another bummer. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move to another one. Uh, worker enslavement, apparently. I guess. Um, <laughs> it could be worse. Uh. We talked about that virus that was spreading wow in like actual scientists and epidemiologists. I said that right. We're studying how that virus was spread in wow, and they've used some of that information to learn how we will behave with COVID. And it kind of was true because in the game, you had people who would intentionally spread the virus here. And we're not going to get political with it, but it's a fact. In real life, we have people who don't want to wear masks. And if we looked at that data seriously from the WOW experiment, we would have learned that this was going to happen. If you're uh, curious about it, in World of Warcraft, it was um, a debuff called Corrupted Blood, which Mm -hmm. would deal damage to you and then spread to others. And there's a little Wikipedia article. I'll put the link to that. Thank you. The Corrupted Blood Incident, just the first first line of the Wikipedia article. The Corrupted Blood Incident was a virtual pandemic in the MMORPG World of Warcraft, which began on September 13th, 2005, and lasted for one week. So, I don't know. There's there's something about this pretty funny, but you can find some, like, actual 
information on the, the whole second half of it is about real world research coming from it. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely worth a read. And again, like they had, um, I mean, some of the revelations of just the human behavior of like, how would people act? Cause they really didn't know. Cause like in a lot of earlier models, it's assumed everyone would respect quarantine or they'd be able to contain it at this level or that level there was behavior that they wouldn't have imagined just because of the human element. Turns out the same kind of stuff happened in real life too, kind of. And so who'd have thunk? Interesting. I think, I think this is, I think we talked about it when. Yeah. In the beginning, that's, that's where I referenced it. We mentioned it a little bit, but that was back when it's like, but surely like the way they behaved in the game, that's not really going to happen with this pandemic. Right. Kind of. I gotta say, corrupted blood is a way cooler name for a virus true, than true. anything else. I can't think of a single virus that sounds yeah. as hardcore as corrupted blood. But with that being said, because we don't want this virus to be hardcore, we're gonna move on. Because that's a bummer of a topic. COVID sucks. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, as you may have seen on the title. Gamers sentenced cyberpunk deaths to death. Their crime? Uh, trying to make a good game? Sometimes, sometimes unironically, they're sentencing them. Um, I think, I think in, a, in a metaphorical sense, though, the cyberpunk 2077 matter as a whole in terms of game content and release schedule and all of that. I think that is a dead topic for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are just like oh come on so now we're doing we're doing meta meta coverage right yes we're, we're doing we're, like we're talking this about is, the this death is of the going to be our last time talking about it for the year i imagine cuz um until it comes out which yeah and might if anything we're just covering later next year if anything we're just covering from like the other day when we mentioned this and we didn't have all the information we have much more information now that i'm sure luca is going to be ready to go through here any moment okay um, <laughs> just letting you know luca you got some deets and so yeah, essentially, this story has a little bit of everything. You have uh, Crunch, the call for unions from the usual players. Uh, you have some people saying it's not bad. Uh, you have a game that the devs announced that it was done when you announced it as gold. It's assumed that it's done. Now, people like me, I think of gold as meaning done, but I also know you're going to be working until release day for that patch for that day one patch right and apparently it's just essentially what they're doing still but for whatever reason they had to rewind on the game is done and this is what the like the latest thing of this week out of all these little points of the story is that they say the game was done but technically it's not and from what i've read They've had eight more people on the entire team are just working on some bugs. But that has upset people nonetheless because they've had to bump the date back to December 21st, was it? 10th, I believe. Oh, December 10th. Okay, with 21 days from the original date. And, you know, I did the math. It's almost close to 2077 days after they finished The Witcher 3. So it's almost like they're did it on purpose but um which i sure hope they didn't because this yeah this has not not made them look good at all yeah Yeah. and so 
essentially, yeah, that's what's the latest point to this story is that they bumped it back yet again. Um, they bumped it back from April when, I mean, really the pandemic stuff hadn't started quite yet for them to bump it back so far, but they did nonetheless. And, you know, usual rule is we want the game to be a good game. So it's finished when it's finished. Right. Yeah. Uh, some around people are a little upset. Some have been making death threats. And uh, I think all this is kind of a little misinformed as to what's going on and why. So Lucas is going to get into, for a little bit, what is going on. Like, is um, the crunch as bad as they say? I mean... How many people have been it, sacrificed it, 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 to like, the Like, is it so bad like, that they, they, they're they not even sure what's going on? It sounds like they're running around with their head spinning. Because the game's finished one day, and then 30 minutes later, like, actually, psych, it's not finished. Like, what's yeah. happening, Luca? Well, I'll definitely say the public communication on this has not been very good. Um, that said, I, I think it's uh, good to go back and, you know, we mentioned, we talked about this uh, last week, was it, you know? And there was I, I a think lot the of, week just before. Or, okay, maybe it was the week before last, but there was a lot of not really knowing the details you know what's mm-hmm. what's going on and, and so we were reluctant to pass judgment say you know oh this is terrible or, oh this you know this is fine because details hadn't really come out right yeah um and now there is a bit more evidence for what has happened what the law is what they have done what they can do blah, 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 right and um basically as far as like okay how bad is the crunch right you'll see around like kind of just all over the place numbers like oh people because people are kind of debating more the concept of crunch right and not mm-hmm. the details so people will it i think see numbers and then just assume that's actually what's happening so you know you'll see numbers uh, you know as absurd as like 100 hours a week yeah yeah i saw i saw not that. what's happening i saw that one they, i did that math i'm like that's not really possible that, that's unless... that's people sleeping under their desk at the studio yeah exactly you know? um you got to keep in mind they're in Poland and there are actually a lot of laws in Poland about how basically how much overtime they can have them work and what they have to pay them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, and, and, uh, about, you know, how, how many hours of overtime they can actually do in a year. Right. Um, and from what I have read and from what I've listened uh, to, it sounds like what the, the actual substance of what has happened is they are working an extra day a week. Right. So they're working a, one more eight hour day, Monday through right? Saturday. Um, and it's eight hour work days, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a 48 hour week, which is not ideal, but is not anywhere close to the 70, 80 hours that we've seen floating around. Uh, another hour week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but no, uh, another sort of thing about, um, this is that apparently they're actually compensating, uh, the employees more than the minimum amount of overtime that they are, are required to give so they are going beyond uh the the sort of minimum and beyond it sounds like normal within the industry because you got to keep in mind cd project has a history of wanting to be have a reputation for being good to their employees and being a good work environment Mm -hmm. right so it does not sound like this is an abusive situation um to me at the very least and then the other thing that i think just there has not been very much talk about, which I think uh, is a critical detail is from what I have heard. Um, there was a vote. They, they actually discussed with everyone 
about whether they wanted to delay again or go into crunch. And the majority of people said they wanted to go into crunch in the company. Right. And I don't know what you know about company structures, but companies don't have to don't generally ask their employee. I, I don't or employees rather. I don't think about this kind of thing. So this whole situation, I think, really has been uh, poorly communicated and poorly represented. And yeah, so uh, I I don't think I left anything major out there. Uh, can you think of anything? Yeah, um, the, well, not that you left it out, but just something I wanted to add on, if I okay. can just remember for a second. Um, it was around, like, the employees uh, voting for it, and you said it was the most of them, um, like 80% or something like that? Uh, I um, didn't I, I didn't get an exact number, but it, it was I think supposed I've to be the that. overwhelming majority. Yeah, I think I've read that somewhere. Um, and when I read the initial articles on this, thinking back now, now that we have more information, uh, the original article very much seemed agenda driven. Now I didn't want to claim that the author had an agenda, but only after looking at other stuff of people like calling out, um, cause it was a uh, Jason Schreier. Um, mm-hmm. he has an agenda, like he's all about unions. Now we're not going to have the union debate today here or anything like that. Um, and especially I don't think cyberpunk is worth being put under that kind of scrutiny because it sounds like they're treating the workers pretty good still. It's just sometimes you got to work a little harder to get things done by a deadline. And mm-hmm. um, to those who don't like working Saturdays and all that stuff, I'd say go start a co-op, build a game the way you want to. And then I wish you the best of luck to release it when you want to release it within budget. Mm-hmm. Because right now, mm-hmm. It seems, and with this game, my God, there's so much around this game. It, it's it got to be good. It's got to be the best game that's ever been released by the time it does come out. I'm like, I'm, they cannot, there cannot be a single bug. My, my prediction is it's going to be good, but it's not going to be the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so therefore it's going to get shit on by at least some people. I don't know. I mean, it's. Like, Some of the stuff that I saw um, in regards to like work conditions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, there was someone talking about like uh, when I worked on The Witcher Three, you know, I I made this much money for for um, a month a month's work, right? And it was it was you know and uh, low sum at, of okay, money. yeah, it was like a low a low sum of money. But when you look at, uh, I think it was in U.S. dollars, and then when you look at what that's worth in Polish dollars and the Polish cost of living and all that, it's like okay. You got paid minimum wage for. Oh, you're talking about the facial animation. For a minimum wage like job, uh, yeah, so I, yeah. I think one thing that this is doing is at least you know, of course, a lot of people are very eager to give out sympathy, mm-hmm. and that's you know, pe- people would see that as a virtue, um, and I'm not going to say don't give out sympathy, uh, but I think there is a lot of misinformation around it, and especially people get in their heads that these game companies that create their their wonderful little bits of entertainment are somehow different from normal companies or like they aren't trying to make a profit and they're not working with like a with like a, a standard work ethic or philosophy or anything like that right mm-hmm. it's like, no these hey you may really like CD Project Red you might think they're amazing 
Um, believe it or not, they're 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 a company who actually cares about about profit, right? Not 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 saying that they care about profit more than they care about like human lives or any other crazy claim. But they definitely have to bring in enough money to overlap to be able to fund the creation of the next game. Yeah, absolutely. You're not you're not going to get ninety dollars an hour for doing minimum wage work. And hey, maybe maybe you think that it's wrong that this is minimum wage work. Sadly, in your case, that would not be yours to decide. You can choose to not take the job. That that's an option that you have. And nobody's forcing these people to work. Um, besides, maybe contracts that they've signed. So but you know, in that case they signed the contract. Yeah, in that in that case, it was it was still them. Um, so you know, a lot a lot of people just get in their heads that working in the gaming industry is like the cool person job, right? And it's like, oh man, I'm working I'm working in the games industry. Like I just relax and I get super rich. No. It's like it's not necessarily how making games works. It's just it's just not. So at least at least it's dispelling that kind of notion that you can be uh just a, a coder sitting at a desk doing a desk job for minimum wage and that somehow because in the game industry it's not going to be that at all. Well, and from the sounds of it, they still at Cyberpunk have it pretty good because just six days a week. And because there's one thing when you are doing overtime on the day to where you're working from like seven to seven, that's going to have a real impact on family. Definitely. Definitely. When you, you just don't have Saturdays that. and it's for, I believe it's, I don't think it's just the studio, but I believe by law, you can only do so many overtime days a year. So that's only so many Saturdays a year they can ask of you. And in this, it's only three weeks, right? Yeah, this is a three-week extension. And last Which I, I mean, saw, like it, I think it's only going to be eight people that are extending the work. So, it, like, yeah. it, it sucks to have to work more, right? But, mm-hmm. but part of this is the game that they were playing with release dates. Because in April, they announced that they were pushing it back. What they needed to do is they needed to push it way back. They needed to push it back further than they thought they needed to. Because then it's not the constant feeling like, you know, the people, the, the fans are just being lied to this whole time. Right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that a lot of people are getting angry about. They say, okay, it'll be ready in September. Oh, did I say September? Um, I meant November. Oh, did I say November? I'm sorry, December. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they just came out of the gate in April and said, hey, December thirtieth. That's that's the new release date. Sorry, guys. People would have their little their little two month long pout fest about it, probably, and they'd shut up. I mean, look, well, we'd be fine. I, I <laughs> I've been in that situation. Go on, Luca. I think another thing about it, besides just the like, oh, you know, they should have pushed it back further than they needed to, because we did talk about this uh, a couple weeks back, and and there is sort of an element of yeah, but will they just try and fit in more in that time? and end up in the same situation. Um, I think one of the problems, one of the things that has made people angry was how last minute this was, right? And how, like, it wasn't like, yeah, guys, we'll be good to go by this day. Okay, well, we're having some setbacks. Okay, well, you know, it was, like, literally within 24 hours before saying, yeah, no, actually, it's delayed three more weeks. They were saying, we're good to go. We're good to drop, right? Um, Not just like, yeah, you know, the game is gold, but I I think there was actually a tweet in which they said something along the lines of we're good to go. I could be wrong. It might have been, no, we're gold. But, you know, like... They even tweeted, no more delays. Mm -hmm. Straight out. That's what... So, so within a very small time frame, they are saying no more delays, right? Um, Yeah, that's what we messed up, for sure. 
do we want to talk about what actually delayed them? Because that's uh, see, I don't actually know what detail. delayed them. Uh, well, let me enlighten you. Um, so the game apparently, right? According to them, uh, all the content is there. It's playable. It's beatable, right? Um, I know they, you know, they're talking about yeah, you know, there'll be a day one patch, blah blah blah. Um, but everything is supposed to be there. But apparently, it runs good on PC and it runs good on next gen, but on current gen consoles, it no runs so good, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, the delay is to work out it not running on current gen consoles very well. Oh, so wait, so they're talking about like Xbox One and PlayStation and PS4. Four, four, yeah. <sighs> so see, this is why the console wars and PC wars continue on because this is fuel in the fire for the PC people. And I don't blame them at this point. I know I've seen other games in the past where like, they just have a staggered release date. PC gets it this time. Consoles get it this time. And it's usually like three weeks or yeah, usually about three weeks later or two weeks later. So why are we going to make PC wait? Well, and I'm more of a console guy, but I don't think it's fair for PC to have to wait. They are pretty determined to release everything on the uh, at the same time. And while normally I would agree with you, I do have a bit more sympathy for not necessarily CG Project Red, but specifically any company releasing Cyberpunk 2077 with all of the hype and all of the buildup, you know? Um, I can see why they would want to make it a simultaneous event for everybody, you know? And kind of beyond that, I think there is a lot of um, there's there's a lot of hype about this being like already people are like okay this is the game that will define the the 2020s right this yeah. is the game you I think they are cognizant of the fact that if they do a staggered release date the feeling that this is like you know uh, a, a new game that is going to be the the vanguard of the 2020s will be severely diminished because yeah you're gonna people are gonna be sitting around twiddling their thumbs and then they're gonna be seeing on reddit all these people who are kind of getting over the first few weeks of i finally have my hands on it excitement right Mm -hmm. and and i think that that will really hurt the the game's online presence whereas if you have it all released at once you're just gonna see such a massive tidal wave of things from you know YouTube and Twitter and Reddit and all other platforms, uh, especially Twitch and stuff like that. It's just going to be a tidal wave, and that is going to completely dominate the scene for weeks. Whereas if you do it staggered, it's kind of like a drip feed, you know. Um, yeah. And so I w- I would not at all be surprised if there was some some guys at the top of marketing who are like. We need to have this all released at once because of X, Y, and Z. Um, it, it, it maybe they're misled, to, but it, I think it almost like needs to, like, because like you were saying, people are talking about this being the game that you know, like, defines the 2020s. This is the start of the 2020s, and I think those people are a little bit uh, overhyping it. I, I yeah, think definitely. that's where the disappointment is going to come from. I mean, um, that, but that CDPR hype, it, it rolls over it, from The Witcher 3. So we're dealing, remember, yeah. we're dealing with The Witcher 3 crowd. So and that, that game may God have mercy on like whoever goes against them. Of all time, you know, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Um, I think 
it needs to feel like one succinct to like big almost like paradigm shifting moment because that is the hype around it you know man the first glitch like people are going to be calling for the un to intervene (laughs) i mean uh this game has to be perfect and i say that because i played ghost of tsushima which is probably going to get snubbed just because cyberpunk released in the same year and that's like just in the back and i played that game for like 60 hours didn't have like one glitch the time I thought I was having a glitch it smartly knew to like okay we're gonna stop the game we're gonna have to break the immersion some but we're just gonna float your guy over here to land instead of having him get stuck in rocks and then the other time I thought he was glitching I just wasn't playing the investigative mode correctly like it said investigate the area and I was investigating the completely wrong area a good job so, again, um, no glitches. That game was finished. It's awesome. They just did some free um, DLC. And I know Cyberpunk and The Witcher 3 has been praised about DLC. Mm-hmm. And Cyberpunk's supposed to be doing free stuff. I don't know, man. I think there's a new kid on the block with Ghost of Tsushima. But yeah. only and, time and will tell if it will, it will get the respect it deserves. I, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think it definitely will get overshadowed. Um, One other thing I've been hearing about this from basically people reacting to the no they should have extended it again not gone into crunch right Mm -hmm. is people basically saying like no they have at a certain point they basically are going to hit a hard deadline like a fiscal deadline they they can only do this so far you know um and so i guess uh, what reminded me of that is like the idea of dlc and stuff because they're trying not to do that kind of thing you know that Mm -hmm. that massive price tag that we've seen on on uh on uh, call of duty and everything like this the way they're they're not taking advantage of the kind of models that are allowing a lot of games to make these obscene amounts of money you know not and i could be reason. wrong i don't think call of duty's really been delayed has it uh not that it, i've heard it seems about like but they let, just kind of throw money at the problem let's be honest if it had been delayed it would have been overshadowed by console and <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> delays but Somebody I have not heard of that. Yeah, and they, there's the money to throw it at that, which is another thing about uh, CD Projekt Red is they aren't, well, they haven't been bought by Microsoft, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know? I think an, another important thing to think about, and this is just gaming in the 21st century, is that making games is such a more in-depth process than it ever has been. Because a lot of people they they look at like the, the 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 games themselves right the the technology that we have to play these games that you know look so so good and are so in depth and immersive and like the physics are just insane and they go oh wow this is this is really cool that that this game is possible right mm-hmm. and they completely kind of you know, aren't aren't made aware of the fact that it's only possible because where it took a hundred people and two years to make a game, it's now taking one thousand people and you know six years to make a game. Yeah, it's it's gotten so so much bigger. Um, and it's a real shame because game quality is not necessarily linked to having artists and people like that completely recreate new assets. Um, but reusing assets is so frowned upon um and you know i i used to i used to think of this too like call of duty has reused 
plenty of assets and animations and all sorts of stuff, right? And, oh, that's lazy. It's like, well, dude, how many ways can you walk forward? What's the, what's the... We've got animations that work. Use them, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But Fallout New Vegas mostly reused and, you know, kind of tweaked here and there a whole lot of Fallout 3 assets to where the two games look very, very similar. Um, You know, there's a little bit more polish on Fallout New Vegas, but it looks like a game that was released, you know, a few years back from when it was actually. And it's a great game. But you go, ah, well, you know, I really wish that they had made it new themselves. I think I think people just need to be more aware that games are really time consuming to make, especially if you're making it all from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would love it if GTA, um, at least I thought about this back in the day when um I first started playing the GTA the latest GTA. And you see all these buildings and stuff, and you can only go into like maybe a couple dozen Two. buildings out of the entire <laughs> map, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love that. I what I so would cool. love to do, I mean, just how when you read like a book series that goes like five books deep, often the setting is the same, just the story updates and moves along. And yes, they're doing a lot of online DLC stuff, but I wouldn't be mad if they're like, hey, we're still in San Andreas, but here are some of the newer things you're getting out of it. And that, like, you know, you're getting more stuff to uh, more businesses, more things to go into. Like, essentially filling the gap of all of those things you would expect out of an open world game. To where eventually by the third or fourth one, you're like, yeah, there's pretty much no boundaries here. Like, you can do anything and everything you want. If you want to buy this business, you can buy this business. If you want to do this crime in GTA, you can do this crime. If you want to do this, you can do that almost like a full-blown role-playing game instead of just, like, because right now a lot of role-playing is people will, like, buy, like, an outfit and they'll have to make-believe that that they're, like, a journalist or something, right? Mm -hmm. And they're taking photos of crimes. Well, why not just, like, let's say the third GTA 5, GTA 5 3 or whatever, (laughs) Um, you literally have quest lines to where, like, whether it be the mundane jobs or not, like you have all these different things you actually get XP for, for doing. That's how I would like games to be built as far as not frowning upon reused assets, just stack on top of what you got already. That's a very interesting idea, and I don't think I've heard anything quite like that. You couldn't market it as a game or as DLC. It would have to be something new, right? Because if you said this is the new game, and people go, no, it's not. It's the same map, right? But I think well, I think that yeah. is that is a feasible option if if you find a new way to market it. Well, I think one of the uh, things is like an expansion pack or something weird like that, you know, like a ru- a rumble pack for your GTA Five game. Well, Feel vibrations I mean, through do, your monitor. Well, look at what No Man's Sky does. And I actually didn't think because I I used to think what I was just saying before was like a pipe dream. Um, like you can't just overhaul all the graphics. No Man's Sky did just that. Like after their first year. They completely changed the color palette, the grab, um, the depth of graphics and everything to where it looks like an entirely new game from everything, from the grass to the clouds to the ships, everything. And you could do that with GTA if they coded their game right, I would imagine, and then just build on top of it, give you more features and things like that. And No Man's Sky, they've been free the whole time, probably because they made so much money in the beginning that they're just sitting on that money now and making the game they want to make. Yeah. But they just say no man's sky subtitle. 
No Man's Sky new subtitle. Like right now, they're on No Man's Sky Next Generation. And they have freaking what looks like Titans, fully fledged um, bases instead of just like little ports. It's like full fledged space bases. Um, better dog fighting in space, all that stuff. And they just said No Man's Sky Next Generation. So just how Call of Duty eventually became Call of Duty Modern Warfare and then it became Modern Warfare Black Ops, whatever Call of Duty Black Ops, and they just eventually changed the subtitle into the head title. Just, hey, next one is San Andreas. San Andreas, Italian Mafia, whatever you want to throw at it, you know? The the big difference is that those are just free updates to No Man's Sky, as far as I'm aware. Yes, those are and free. They're, they're not like new game spinoffs. But, I mean, you know, if, if you find a way, because it sounds like what you're talking about is almost like a revitalization of an old game. Um, and you would need to make it pretty substantial for people to be willing to buy that at all. So, mm-hmm. it, and you know, what you're talking about is very substantial. Um, but then I think it would be good to frame it at least more like a DLC, but not quite because then people go, a oh, DLC that just adds pizzerias. This sounds like the Sims. Have you ever looked at how many, how many DLCs Sims four has, you know, it's, it's, it's atrocious. You know, it would be really actually, incredibly awesome to me personally mm-hmm. is um to like you know because you know when you're talking about oh you know we could set it in san andreas and just you know have like there be more initially i i sort of had this thought process of personally to me one of the things i love about open world games is just like going around the world for the first time and getting used to like what is where just exploring you know mm-hmm. um definitely but a way that you could kind of reuse a lot of assets uh well still kind of making everything new and fresh is you could literally have like you know gta 5.2 or whatever you want to call it right um where like okay now it's set in like uh the 1970s or something it has like a different story and a lot of things are like redone or or, like retextured whatever certain buildings aren't there because they haven't been built yet whatever luca if i I could hire you for it i would but i'm not a rock star (laughs) well yeah hey those that's some of the rumors that have been floating around uh, GTA 6. Really? There's there's one person who says that that is some of the stuff that you'll see in GTA 6. Is it true? Could be complete hogwash. Go on. Uh, but, like, you could you could literally have, like, you know, just see, like, the development of the city over, like, you know, 5.2, you know, 5.3, you know, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. And that would be really cool. And I, I think a lot of people would actually be willing to buy that. And I think it would be immediately recognizable as something new... Uh, but it's not it's not quite a DLC, but it's not also not quite a new game. So, you know, I think people would immediately get their head around that this is like a kind of new take on this thing. They did yeah. that with Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, you can go back to all of the old spots mm-hmm. in the game. Once you, like, kind of beat the main story, then you can travel around all the old spots of the first game. And uh, if they did it then, they should be able to do it now. Like, why would Rockstar be like, nah, we don't want to do that again? Seems like a good idea, and everyone loved it for Red Dead Redemption. So hopefully they do just that. Mm-hmm. I think you're on some, Luca. I All I'm saying is uh, Rockstar, listen to our podcast. Come on. Do the you thing. Know, if you want better games, listen to Heavy Shelf. It's, it's just a scientific hey, fact. If you are looking to hire Luca, all right, you know where to find him. Just send him, send him an email. Send him a little letter, handwritten letter is preferred. 
I I do enjoy a handwritten letter. I did a you know just it's a good it's almost like a bribe you know so it butters me up for whatever you're offering me. Do you like the little red yeah. ink stamp thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, those little wax seals. And I mean, the letter could be like, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to you know rob a bank or something like that." And I mean, Luca would probably be considering it. <laughs> this uh, is it's his kryptonite, honestly. I can neither confirm nor deny, uh, as uh, I don't want to go to prison. You should yeah. go ahead and deny that claim, Luca. Okay, no, uh, no I would never do that. There now, we go. See, that's that's a smart to, thing to do. One thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up, because um, Cyberpunk. Okay, so The Witcher Three, awesome game. We all know that. Fully fledged. There's no no one can say that game is kind of like skinny or lacking in features. Right, it's a full, lush, rich game. Now, when it comes to open world stuff, GTA is the full, lush, rich game. As in, when you go to Watch Dogs, for instance, and outside of looking in, maybe first time you played Watch Dogs, you think, oh, maybe I'm tired of GTA. I'm going to go to Watch Dogs. You're not going to get your kicks from Watch Dogs. It's a very closed-in playground versus gta even the new one yes well i haven't played the new one but i mean i've already heard complaints of you know it feels on the rails with certain things that you thought would be more open that makes me sad because it's like it's kind of a a fun idea for an open world game right yeah like they're recruiting everyone yeah and just and i thought it was so just embracing everything i i thought it was so unique until i remembered i completely forgot oh wait metal gear solid did this back in 2015 this is actually not can, new. Can you hack like people's like faces in that? You didn't need to hack their faces, but you could literally go up to them if you sneak up behind them. You could them, literally hack their slap, faces. You can slap a balloon to their back, and then they just get jettisoned into the sky, and then they're on your base. I'm, I'm not and saying then you can play dogs. as them and level them up and everything. So that was really cool. But uh, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it's just wasted potential. I so, think. So my point I'm trying to get to is that GTA is the open world that we all know. And like, they kind of set the bar right for what open world games could be. Cyberpunk is an open world game. Mm -hmm. They're going to fall real short if they don't try to expand like GTA does. I I know they're going to want to say, no, we're just going to stick to this DLC or that DLC. But I think, that people aren't going to let them slide with just doing just simple quest DLC stuff. Like how, how many expansions has GTA done by now? So oh, many gosh. that I've lost interest in their new like expansions. Like 30. I'm, I'm going to yeah, look that up. Yeah, probably I'll put like it in 30. the Discord. No, it probably really is like 30. Um, I personally would respect Cyberpunk a whole lot more and think that they should go for it if they're like, hey, when we said, or like the hype was that this game was going to be the 2020s, because mm-hmm. we were going to make content for 10 years during the 2020s. And so you have a cyberpunk world that you can play in, at least for a console generation, for like seven years, you know? Because GTA has done it. GTA has made it across three generations now of consoles. From mm-hmm. PS3 to PS4 to PS5. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, we talked the other day about open world games and how there's kind of a theme park. Ghost of Tsushima is a all-thing samurai theme park 
GTA is all things criminal theme park. Cyberpunk needs to be all things sci-fi cyberpunk theme park. I just did a quick count. Um, I'm not sure which of these are not considered DLC, but if I counted right, looks like it's around 45 See? between small ones, big ones. So in my opinion, I don't think Cyberpunk will or, or CD Projekt Red will deserve like this immense praise. Like if God was a game dev, he would be CDPR, you know? I don't think they deserve that kind of praise unless they step up to that GTA level. It's time. I mean, I can, I can get like conceptually maybe them wanting to do something different, but it needs to be on par in a certain sense. Yeah. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. I I mean, mean, they're going to keep delaying. Like they're going (laughs) to, They, oh my god, I love the idea of like, they're, okay, they announced that, okay, guys, we're going to have an expansion, we're going to have an update, right? And then like, you know, it's like, okay, the update's going to come out in three months, and it's like six months. It's like nine months. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, hopefully the Cyberpunk delay conversation will be in the past, and we'll never have to have this happen again. But a lot can happen between now and December 10th, who knows? And, you know, they've already they, they've already went down that route, so... You know, sometimes when that kind of stuff happens, like, well, we've already delayed once. We've already been kicked in the shins for that. So let's just delay until we make our 16 chapel of a game, you know? So who knows? That being said, we're going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, very grateful for those who showed up in the chat. And thank you again, Fogmine, for subscribing. For It looks like you subscribed for a whole year. Greatly appreciate it. Good friend of the podcast. and heavy shelf itself if you want to see our articles they're always going to be on heavyshelf.com if you want to talk to some of the people who write the articles they're on the heavy shelf discord which you'll also find on heavyshelf.com and in the panels below if you're looking on twitch now again if you uh, are listening on maybe spotify podcast or apple Podcasts, go ahead and check us out live every week on fridays 2 p.m eastern You'll see those same panels we're talking about and you get all those good links. That's twitch.tv slash heavy shelf. Again, thank you all for joining us. We're going to be back next week, as always. Hopefully, not talking about cyberpunk delays because I know everyone's cyberpunked out. Um, We should have, we're going to be so close to getting some of the consoles out, but not yet. We're going to be in that calm before the storm, before the consoles really hit. But uh, hopefully, we're going to have a program I can kind of say a, a beta program that we might announce for the community that people can participate in. And I hope you guys will like it because it will be a rewarding one. It's still in the works though. So you want to tune in next week to find out what that is. I want to talk about it right now so bad, but we got to hold off <laughs> and we won't delay this. We'll just, I'll just tell you if it's going to happen or not next week. So tune in then. We'll see you then.